Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey always reigns supreme. Whether you were raised at the barn in Uniondale or born in the stable at Belmont, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, let's drop the puck and get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York, and welcome to a very special edition of the show presented by Blue Line Deli and Bagels and sponsored by Lost Farmer Brewing Company as well as Main Street Board Game Cafe. Got a special little show here coming up for you tonight. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me tonight is Stefan Rosner. And welcoming on to the show tonight is Chris Terry, formerly of the Bridgeport Islanders and now of the Chicago Wolves. Chris, thanks so much for giving us some time tonight. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Wanted to jump right in and, and talk about your experience with the Islanders organization. You were with them for the last two years. Maybe we can just start by, you know, letting us know what it was like playing for the Islanders and that whole experience. Well, it was a great experience. I think uh, the way we were treated in Bridgeport uh, for the two years I was there was um, first class. We were given every resource uh, we, we were needed. They redid the locker room, I think, right before I came two years ago. Uh, so we have a they have a world-class uh, locker room, probably comparable to a, you know, close to an NHL room. You know, they went above and beyond, especially the first year was kind of the end of COVID. So, you know, they probably spent money that they weren't required to, but uh, to ensure that, you know, the safety of not only the players, but uh, our families and, and everyone was, was taken care of. So um, I enjoyed my time with, with Bridgeport. Um was treated fantastically. Yeah, Chris, thanks again for coming on. You spent time with the Hurricanes organization and the Canadians. Was there anything unique about the Islanders organization? I think every organization has a little bit of uniqueness. I think you, you know, everybody, it, it's kind of all blends into a general sense of how hockey teams run. But, you know, when you break down like a day-to-day or, you know, the way things are, are run versus the NHL or the AHL within the organization, they vary a little bit. But, I don't think it was really anything specific that really stands out that they did differently or, or in a negative or positive way. I think it was, uh, you know, it was, we were treated always, you know, like we were, every guy was just as important as the next. And I think that went a long way. Sounds great, Chris. And you had a career year last season in the AHL, putting up 78 points at the, uh, the ripe young age of 34. Um, which is very impressive. I mean, I'm 40. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, but what can you attribute to? You know, like you've been you've been around. Obviously, been around the ice for a long time here. You had you had some time in the NHL, and here you here you are coming off your best season in the AHL. Is there anything you can attribute to that to to why you had such a great season? I'm not sure it's one specific thing. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. That you know, you look at uh, Andy Andreoff, who I played with for basically two years as my centerman. You know, leads uh, the entire league in goals. Uh, you know, a real special year for him, and I think the chemistry there—it goes a long way when you have the familiarity to play with a guy night in, night out, and kind of just understand where he's going to be without really even having to think about it. So that kind of goes uh, a long way. I think the opportunity that uh, Brent Thompson and um, the coaching staff, you know, gave me with my with last year with you know, probably more ice time than I've had in a long time and just more responsibility. I think, you know, the more times you're on the ice, the longer you're on the ice, you know, hopefully good things are going to happen. But, you know, I, I think our team as well, you know, I, you know, you play with one guy 
for the majority of the year, but there's there's times when lines get switched up based on, you know, how the team's doing. So I think, you know, every guy in that team helped me a lot this year. Um, whether I played directly or indirectly with them, I think, you know, but I had a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed coming to the rink. Um, my teammates were a lot of fun to be around. I, the group of guys I got along with really well, we, we bonded really well off the ice. And I think, you know, when that happens, it's a fun environment to be around and, you know, obviously led to good things on the ice this year, personally. You had a handful of young players come to Bridgeport. Uh, is there a different approach as a veteran leader on, on an AHL squad when you have these young kids coming in that are now adapting to the pro game? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I, I know where I'm at in my career and, you know, I was on an AHL contract, so being called up wasn't even in the realm. And and I think that, you know, works to, to my favor I, for to be able to, you know, kind of talk to those guys and, you know, I'm not really a threat to be called up to them. Um, so I, I want to see them be called up. I want to see them do well. And um, so, I, yeah, I think it's, you know, you just take a an approach of as an organization, you're a whole, you want to see those guys do well uh, at this level and, and primarily probably down the road uh, in the future. Right on, Chris. And <clears throat> what can you tell us about, Rick Kowalski now that he's taken over the the head coaching job with Bridgeport with with Brent Thompson taking the job over in Anaheim maybe you can talk a little bit a little bit about his coaching style maybe even you know how he worked hand in hand with Brent Thompson when they were on the show together yeah Rick's a great coach I uh I really really enjoyed working with Rick um he, he ran the power play for uh my two years there and you know we we talked a lot about obviously the power play a lot and I really like his mind as a coach. I think he has a lot of creativity to his uh, coaching style, but the way he thinks the game and I think wants to, you know, his teams to play it. Um, so we connected on, on numerous levels in that sense. And I think, you know, him and Brent got along great. I, I think they have two different coaching styles with, um, you know, Brent being, you know, maybe a more, uh, can be a little more harder on the guys. Um, which goes a long way, I think, too, that is needed. And, and Rick has some some skill uh, aspect, I guess, to his coaching style that uh, they kind of blended really well together. And uh, I, I really loved playing for both those guys. They were they were a treat. And I think but I think Rick, you know, with this year's team, I, I don't know exactly who will be there, but in his – what I think his coaching style will be, just having him as an assistant, I think it will be, a you know, an up-tempo team that, that plays with puck possession – um, he, he thinks the game very, very well. I think he sees it uh, from a systems standpoint that, uh, you know, he'll transition the game fast. He'll, he'll want the puck uh, out of the zone or, or move to the forwards as fast as possible. And, and, and I think you'll see a five-man offense in the, in the O zone just with, uh, you know, his, like I said, his creativity to see the offensive side of the game, I think. Well, I'm sure fans will love to hear that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that uh, that Thompson might have might have been a little harder on the guys. Did they have like a little uh, good cop bad cop dynamic going on between the two of them? Or <laughs> I don't think they meant to. If they did, but uh, <laughs> maybe it came off a couple times. I think I think Tomer was an an excellent coach, and the fact that um, you know you played hard, he, he respected that, and, and he would uh, you know you're in his good book. So you know if you you know put the effort in. He understood that things weren't always going to go our way or your way as a player, but 
um, if your work ethic and, and your effort was there every night, uh, I think you had his respect. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed playing for him. I, I, I got along really well with him as well. I want to ask you about two prospects. We'll talk with William DeFore first. What did you see from him in his first year in the AHL? He's going to be a special player, obviously. Has an elite shot. I think he's you know, a pure goal scorer. I, I think he has the ability to kind of score from anywhere in the zone um, with because of that shot he has. And I think the progression he made in the first year, it, it can be hard to come from junior and, you know, be a high point guy. And uh, the AHL is not an easy league. And, and I think his strides that he took from, you know, game one till the end were, were tremendous. I think he understood uh, he had, had to play away from the puck in order to get the puck. And I think you saw his game kind of round into form as a whole as the season went along. And I mean, I think everyone understands and knows what he's going to do as a goal scorer. So we saw, um, we saw that throughout the year for sure. Uh, that that never wavered. And yeah, he got an NHL game obviously against Boston. It didn't go his way. It didn't go the Islanders' way at all. But you know, as a veteran in the AHL, when he gets sent back down, is that a moment where you go in, or one of the veterans go and just talk to him about, hey, you know, obviously that was a tough situation, just to boost his confidence a little bit. Yeah. Yes and no. I, I mean, I I think you know we all were excited when he got called up and made sure you know he knew that we were happy for him and congratulated him and your first game's a special game and and obviously we all dream of how it goes perfectly scoring or scoring the game winning goal but reality is that doesn't happen and you know i think there's just enough noise at that point for him that uh you know i i I don't think much needed to be said i think a lot was already probably said to him or speculated or you know there's the social media world we live in i'm sure it wouldn't be hard to to look to see what what uh, was already being said, so right. we, we will just welcome him back. Knew how important he was for us, and um, you know, just continue to be an important piece for us down there. Yeah, so a lot of young guys get a chance last year. Ruslan Ishikov didn't get a chance, but he was an all-star. What do you make of his game? Uh, Rusty's a great player. Uh, I played. A, we played a lot together um, throughout the year at different times, and uh, one of the most skilled players I probably ever played with uh, in the American League. He's he can do things with the puck that um, other guys can't. And obviously he's, you know, on the smaller side, but I think that works to his advantage. And, you know, center of gravity is low to the ice. He's really good on his edges. So, um, you know, his his puck protection is obviously a strength of his game and the ability to hold on to it. Got off to a blazing start, uh, was really taking the lead by storm. and But, you know, finished strong and, you know, he didn't get called up. I understand that, but uh, I I wouldn't be worried. I think he's a special player that will be a, a really good player for the Islanders. Kind of like, you know, Dufour. It's not easy to you know your first year to play in the American League, do as well as those guys did, and and his time in the NHL will come. I have uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Chris, Matthew Maggio is another player who Islander fans are starting to get a little excited about with the, the performance that he's been having. He got a few games in there at Bridgeport. Was there anything about his game that might have stood out in that short time he was there? Yeah, he, he was only there for a couple games. Tough to, you know, really give a true assessment right. of him. Obviously, he had, you know, career numbers in the OHL with uh, Windsor and was a captain there. So, you know, obviously has leadership abilities. Um can score can make plays i think uh you know one thing i did notice that he had no trouble um 
playing to the speed of the game. Uh, the, the few games he did play, I thought, uh, you know, he fit right in, had no uh, trouble uh, there. And, you know, he made a few plays, but like I said, it, it's pretty small sample size to really give you an accurate answer. But, um, you know, obviously with a junior career he had, uh, obviously going to probably be a special player for Bridgeport next year. I wanted to ask you about Corey Schneider. You got to play with him for two years. What was it like to have him down there with you guys? Well, incredible. Snides is awesome. Uh, you know, being an older guy with that much NHL experience was invaluable, I think, not only for, you know, probably Skerek, uh, you know, being his partner, but as a team. Uh, he was a real uh, strong influence and strong leader on our team when things need to be said. Um, he was the first one to stand up, and I learned a lot from him created a great friendship with him and uh, I'm really happy I got that opportunity to play with him for two years when you guys got to see him get called up and play in that game against the Devils what, what was that like to see him get back to the NHL after you know dealing with all the injuries he dealt with I mean pretty special obviously extremely happy for him you know brings a smile to my face to to think about that and, and think about that day and you know just how hard he's worked and and obviously we see it day in day on day out down there um especially my first year. I mean, he he not only got us into the playoffs, but probably won us that first round series. And, you know, just to see, obviously, hard work, but success pay off, I think, you know, other guys can look around and, and kind of pull from that and, and see, you know, it really does uh, kind of happen. And, and, you know, he probably had didn't know if he'd ever get back to the NHL. So for him to go up and obviously back up for numerous games, but to play was uh, pretty special. Awesome, Chris. And and I heard that uh that Corey has some decent comedy chops. Was he one of the funnier guys in the locker room when he was hanging out with you guys or what? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> he's quick witted. He's he's got good one liners and yeah, he he's just a really good human being, but uh he's pretty funny and, and just a, a treat to be around. That's fantastic. And to, to pivot to another goalie in the Islander system, you have uh, Jakob Skarich, who uh, recently signed an extension with the with the Islanders here. Maybe you can just talk a little bit about his name, his his game. It looks like he's going to be taking over the starters role at Bridgeport and probably the first call-up now if and when the New York Islanders need him. So maybe you can just touch on his game a little bit. Skarich is one of the hardest working goalies around. I think he he owns his craft. He loves what he does. Pretty sure they probably got to tell him to leave the rink some days. He, he <laughs> He worked so hard, but yeah, obviously got better within two years. I was there. Um, you know, he's mobile, uh, laterally. He's, he's very good at challenging. I think, you know, him and Chris Terry work really well together, um, with the coaching, uh, goalie coach. And uh, again, I, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but I, I think he's, uh, you know, pretty young, still a prospect. So goalies are, you know, kind of tough to really pinpoint when they'll, you know, make it, but. Uh, scary was excellent for us. He he won us numerous games, and, and I think he'll be you know a really strong goalie down there this year. Excellent, and and Chris, you're obviously uh, venturing into a new part of your journey, going to Chicago with the Wolves now. When you when you look at a an experience like that coming ahead, I mean, is that something when you discuss with the team like, hey, you know, you're a veteran, you're 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 a guy who puts up a lot of points in this league. Is is that something that kind of comes up in the conversation when you're talking about, how, you know, when you're signing these contracts, like this is who we want you to be as part of this franchise or as part of this team. Like, is that, is that part of that discussion? Yeah, to some extent, I think the team and myself understands, you know, what, what my strengths are as a, as a player, but yeah, I mean, it's always nice when you get a, when you're getting a job to, you know, understand your expectations 
of yourself and you know from the organization so uh definitely comes up in 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 topics but uh yeah extremely excited to be joining chicago this year it's uh it'll be quite an i think an opportunity and a new adventure with them not having a a, or an nhl affiliation in my time in the hl i've never seen a team have that so uh you know another uh Another cool new adventure to experience for the first time. For sure, and congratulations on that. And, and before we let you go, uh, I saw on your Twitter bio that uh, you're, you're big into the golf. Uh, you have any tips for a, for a triple bogey guy like myself who's trying to find his way in the golf course? Uh, practice, work on that short game. Saves a lot of strokes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's my downfall. Well, well Chris, uh, really appreciate you joining us tonight, man. Uh, awesome stuff, and, and best of luck in Chicago, and congrats once again on the contract. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, Chris, thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris Terry, formerly of the Bridgeport Islanders, and now a Chicago Wolf, I guess we'd say. A wolf, Or a yeah. Wolf, a Chicago Wolf. 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 <laughs> okay, a Wolf. Well, that'll do it for that for a special edition of Hockey Night in New York. Ed, uh, how you doing? You look like you're sleepy over there. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready for us, man. I didn't expect yeah, no to questions talk. tonight. I know, I know. No it's questions. weird. Just an interview, not a full blown show. I yeah, know. We didn't you look like you were taking a nap bro. over there. No, no, I was uh, in, locked in the interview. <laughs> how's How's Jay doing? Ah, uh, he's. Uh... He's having a great time. Why don't you answer He's for yourself once? I'm tired of answering for Jay. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know. Jeez. Are you guys getting along okay? Oh, like, is there, is there a little drama over there? No. A little drama behind the glass. Uh, thumbs down from Jay. Maybe. That's not good. All right, maybe. That's not. You guys might have to have a little chat after the show's over. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that's unfortunate. So, so, so Ed, why don't you cue the outro music? Because we're done here. Yeah, we're done. That's it. That's it. We're finished. We're finished. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of Hockey Night in New York with a great interview from Chris Terry now of the Chicago Wolves. I want to send out a big thanks to our sponsors, starting with Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Check them out at bluelinedeli.com. Lost Farmer Brewing Company. Check them out at lostfarmerbrewing.com. And, of course, Main Street Board Game Cafe. Dot com for the fellas at Main Street Board Game Cafe. So, Stefan, uh, where can we find you on, on the internets and, and all that yeah, stuff? On the World Wide Web? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Social you can follow media. me on Twitter at Stefan underscore Rosner, S-T-E-F-E-N underscore Rosner, and at the Hockey News and NHL.com. Wow, you're just, the resume just gets longer every time we bring you into the studio. Yeah, no, yeah, that we know for sorry. sure. You can follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. You can follow the show at Hockey Night NY. Uh, we might have some more spot shows like this coming up between now and training camp. We'll see. We'll try to get some more interviews going. Maybe uh, if there's any news in Ireland, if Lou Lamarillo surprises us with, with any news. Before, I mean, maybe. So. I don't know. Everybody thinks he's asleep at the wheel. <laughs> but in any case, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Remember to check us out at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY, your favorite podcast providers. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, spread the word. For Stefan Rosner, for Ed and Jay, my name is Sean Cuthbert. We've been Hockey Night in New York. Have yourself a great rest of your night. 